0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read some verses from the third letter of St. John. It is only one chapter. The Elder to the Beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, Beloved, I pray, that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth beloved you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who have borne witnesses witness of your love before the church if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of god you will do well Because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth, do not love the world nor the things which are in the world. Here, actually, in this letter, St. John is speaking to a person named Gaius and he described that his soul prospers his soul is successful and as you know we have body spirit and soul and the three actually influence each other Healthy body will help to have healthy soul and healthy spirit. Healthy spirit will help to have healthy body and healthy soul. And healthy soul will, have, will help to have healthy body and healthy spirit. Today I like to speak about how to make our soul prosper. How to make our soul successful healthy but before i address this issue let us analyze the personality of gaius as saint john described it, and let us see what are the manifestation of healthy soul in the life of gaius first thing in verse 3 He said, For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. So, Gaius was a true light to the world, was a true soul to the earth. He was a lamp shining on the lampstand. Even when People visited the church. They were able to see how Gaius was a godly man. How Gaius is walking in the truth. Walking in the truth means what? Walking according to the truth. And who is the truth? The Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So they saw the image of Christ in Gaius. That's why they testified and said, this person has the truth in him, has Christ in him. Also, he is walking in the truth. He is following the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, number two in in his personality, he was faithful in everything he does. As we read in verse five, beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers. Faithfulness. So, a very important characteristic of the children of God and for a person who has a successful soul to actually to be faithful. You know what? The Lord told us what? He told us, be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. All what the Lord is asking from us is faithfulness. To be faithful in everything we do. The Lord is not asking for the outcome, but the Lord is asking for the faithfulness. Maybe maybe a boss in a company, he is looking for the outcome, looking at the productivity of the company. But the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't look at the outcome. But he looks at how much faithfulness you have in your life. That's why in the last day, what would he say? He would say, you were faithful over little things. I will appoint you over many things. Faithfulness. Gaius was a faithful. Also, his faithfulness. Not only with his friends, not only with the believers, but even with the strangers. You do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren. Brethren means the believers, the Christian, and strangers, the non-believers. So in dealing with everybody, he was so faithful. He actually testified for the truth in him, testified for Christ who... Abides in him. That's why these people. When they left. They testified. Of his love. Before the church. They testified before the church. Of the love of Gaius. And one of his love. Is generosity. In giving. You know these brethren. Were like missionaries. So it's going from a church. To church to church and who will provide for their needs every church when they stop the church actually gives them supplies for their needs that's why he said to him if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of god you will do well so saint paul is saying this not because Gaius was not doing it but yeah, just a gentle reminder for him because these brethren already testified of the truth and the generosity and the love in him Uh, who have borne witness of your love before the church another point is the acceptance in verse 8 we therefore ought to receive to accept such that we may become full workers for the truth, the acceptance of one another and working together in a spirit of love. This another actually sign of working, uh, of uh, having a successful soul. A successful soul willing to yield, full of love, will accept others and also can work with others peacefully and gently. So, this is actually a quick analysis for the personality of Gaius. But let us speak in more details about the successful soul, and what are the characteristics of successful soul, and how to be there. Successful soul means the person has peace with himself has peace with himself and also has peace with others who are living with him in the same society. Some people, they are angry at themselves. Some people are not satisfied with their achievement or with their life, but a successful person actually has peace with himself as well as peace with others in the same society. Is it possible to have a successful soul and to have peace, this peace? Yes. It's possible through the work of the grace in our life. The grace of the Holy Spirit. The grace of God. The grace of God actually can make us achieve prosperity and success in every aspect in our life. Also, God in His love allows us to go through trials. And all of us who don't like trials, who don't like going through hard time. But if we understand that the trials intended... To refine us. And to remove all the impurities from our life. And we become pure. Then we become successful. So, although we don't like trials. But trials is in our benefit. That's why in James chapter 1 verse 2. St. James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Why I rejoice when I fall uh, into various trials? He said, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, you will learn how to be patient. But let patience have its perfect word. So I have to be patient unto the end that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing so through trial i will learn patience and when i endure to the end i will be complete successful and lacking nothing then through the work of grace and through the trials that the lord allows us to go through this actually will make our soul prosperous. So what are the signs of a prosperous soul? Number one, a prosperous soul is a joyful soul. Most of the time, if not all the time, they have this joy in their heart. It is the joy of the Holy Spirit. Joy that comes from within. not joy that dependent on external circumstances. Yes, sometimes we have failures in our life. Maybe I fail in exam. Or maybe I fail in certain relationship with one of my friends. Definitely we have failures. Or maybe I fail in overcoming certain sin, and I'm still falling in the same sin for so many years. These failures actually uh, take the joy away from our hearts. But if you look at the failure, as another opportunity god is giving you another opportunity to overcome and to be victorious then through the grace of god next time you will overcome and be victorious so don't let failing or defeat actually take the joy away from you say yes i failed this time but with every failure There are lessons to learn. There is room for improvement. Let me see what are the lessons that I need to learn, what I need to work on to improve myself, and through the grace of God, next time I'll be successful. Also, there are challenges uh, coming from outside, like a trial, like illness or disease, this actually can take the joy away from our heart. But if we learn to look at all these trials as opportunity for us to be perfect and lacking nothing, as Saint James said, then I will not be uh, sad or sorrowful when I go through trials. That's why Saint James said, Count it all joy, all joy when you fall into various trials. Also, another failure or another challenge when I fail in accomplishing or actualizing myself or accomplishing my personal goals. Each one of us has certain goals in his life when we don't reach our goals we we feel that we failed in our life but again a successful person should learn a lesson why i did not achieve my goal maybe i put a goal above my ability or maybe i didn't do the right work in order to achieve the goal so my point here And every time when there is failure, you need actually to take it as an opportunity to learn a new lesson, to learn a new virtue, to learn a new skill in your life. So failures will turn into opportunity for growth. And living with Christ definitely will help you to overcome the challenges that take our joy away from us. That's why the Lord said, I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Number two, balanced life. A person who has a successful soul does not do stuff with exaggeration, or on the other spectrum, he's carefree. These actually two extremes. Even in spiritual life, the Bible tells us, don't be overly righteous. Don't be overly sinful. Why do you destroy yourself? Because sometimes when you want to be overly righteous, This is actually fed by our ego and fed by our pride. It will not benefit us. We need actually to walk in the middle way, to have a balanced life. You are a student or you are a young professional. You are single or married. You are a member in the church. You have work to do or a study to do you are a member in the family, you have friends, then how your life will be distributed among all these things? How do I give time to God, to give time to my family, to give time to my friends, to give time to myself? How to keep the balance between all these things? Having balanced life, is a sign of a successful soul but a soul that overwhelm itself or does something in exaggeration or actually carefree regarding another issue this is not a successful soul but a, a successful and prosperous soul knows how to live a balanced life Number three uh, personal knowledge. Personal knowledge. Many of us we don't know ourselves truly. We have image about ourselves, and sometimes this image is not true. I I see Many people, for example, who are abusive, and they claim they are abused. People who are unjust for others, and they believe that others were unjust for them. People who are controllers, and they believe they are controlled by others, etc., etc. And this is called projection. Without this personal knowledge to know yourself, self-knowledge, that's what I mean, self-knowledge, without knowing yourself well, then how you can have peace with yourself? You can, maybe you have peace with a fake self, not the true self. We have true self. True self is who I am. But there is a fake self. Fake self, that is the image that I want to portray to others. And sometimes the image that I believe it is me. But a balanced personality will know his self very well. Will know the strength and the areas of power in himself. And knows also the weaknesses. And this knowledge will help him to improve himself. Uh, in Psalm 139, David found it sometimes difficult to know himself or his self very well, clearly. That's why he prayed and asked God actually to show his real self. He said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, test me, and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. See if there is any wicked in me, and lead me in a way everlasting. The knowledge of our self Is very important. After we know ourselves, number four, we need to accept ourselves. Accept ourselves. I know my strengths and I know my weakness. But I will accept myself doesn't mean I will accept my weakness. But I understand that no one is perfect, and I have weakness like anyone else, but also I have strengths. And I will work on my weakness to get rid of them, and I will be, ask God, thank God for the strengths that He gave me. This acceptance of one's self is very important in improving myself and having peace with myself also you need to accept who you are regarding the talents god distributed talents to one he gave 10 talents to one he gave five and to one he gave one talent if the person who got two talents start to compare himself with the person who got five, and said, why I don't have five like this person? He wouldn't be able to trade and make profit. But he was content with his talent, and he tried to make profit for the glory of God with this talent. Talent can differ in the amount, how many talents, or in the quality some talents are prominent and some talents are less prominent many of us will become jealous when we compare our talents with one another for example uh, we know we have eloquent speakers in our time like when i do if i start to compare myself well, why I, I, I am not popular like Abuna Dawud Lamai why I am not eloquent speaker like Abuna Daoud Lamai what will happen I will lose peace with, my heart, with myself I will not live in peace but if I accept myself and accept the talents that God gave me then actually I, I am in reconciliation with myself Knowing that the goal of the Christian person is not to glorify his soul, but to consecrate his soul for the glory of God. Again, the goal of a Christian is not to glorify himself, not to glorify his soul, but to consecrate his soul for the glory of God. The problem why I become jealous and I want to have 10 talents and I want to be a prominent speaker. Because I want to glorify myself. That's the problem. But if I understand the goal is not to glorify myself. Everything I do for the glory of God. So my goal is how to consecrate myself for the glory of God. So to know yourself. And to accept yourself, this leads us to number five, uh, maturity and growth. After I know myself well and I accept myself, I need to work on improving myself. How to grow into spiritual maturity and growth actually in my personality in my decisions you can know whether this person is mature or not from the way he makes decision and from the decisions that he is making the method and what are the decisions so you can tell whether this person is mature or not. To understand more, if a little child start to make decisions, what do you expect about his decision? Not wise, he's little, you know? So the way he will make a decision, the method he is using to make a decision and the ultimate product, the decision itself will be foolish. So, if you find an adult making decisions with the same methodology like an infant and with the same outcome, then he's not mature. Maturity, a balanced person should be mature physically, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, and also mature in his relationships. Some youth, when actually start a relationship, they, they lose their mind and they become blind. That's not maturity. A person should be mature how he makes the relationship and how he handles the relationship. So, I want you to remember these three things. Know your soul, accept it, improve it. These three steps are very important. Knowing your soul, accepting your soul, then improving your soul to be in the image of Christ. (coughs) Uh, Number six, when actually, I know my soul, and I accept it and improve it. This will be reflected in my relationship with others. I will be able to accept the others. Many of the people who are struggling to accept others, the main reason because they don't accept themselves. Uh, sometimes there is a person has difficulty to accept another person. Then when you compare these two persons you will find a lot of similarity. So you may wonder they have the same personality why he cannot accept him? Because the other person reminds me with my personality that I don't like. That's why I don't like this person. I cannot accept him. For example, abusive person. He he cannot accept another abusive. A controller cannot accept or live with another controller because. He cannot actually accept the personality that he doesn't like in himself. Accepting others uh, and the ability to start relationships successful with others is very important. And this assign sign of A successful and prosperous soul. Like Gaius. Gaius, everyone loved him. He was able to start relationship with many people. And they testified of the truth that is in him. Number seven. uh, Reasonable goals. I told you how a mature person makes good decisions. part of the good decisions to set reasonable goals. If you don't set reasonable goals, then you are immature, then your soul is not prosperous. Uh, when actually you set for yourself, unreasonable goals you are actually setting yourself to failure do you remember when I, I spoke about uh, some people ha- has have failures in their life because they did not achieve their goal and sometimes I cannot achieve this goal because I set for myself an uh, unreasonable soul That's why St. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. If you think of yourself more highly, then you will set unreasonable goals, then you will not achieve it. You will fail in it, then you will be sorrowful and you will lose your joy. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly and as God has dealt to each one uh, a measure of faith. Sometimes, even in our spiritual life, we set an unreasonable goal. A person who is married and has a family and working full-time, or a student that he is working full-time and he doesn't have enough time, then he will set a goal for himself. I will pray the seven hours of the Agbaya with all the Psalms in it. That's an unreasonable goal. To pray the whole Egbeya. You need at least four hours. So how can you get these four hours while you are studying or having a full-time job and you have a family, etc.? So a mature person will not make such a decision. But a mature person, under the guidance of his spiritual father, he actually, they will agree together on a reasonable spiritual uh, law or rule for him that will help him in his spiritual life. Uh, The following point, uh, the independence. Independence, I'm not speaking about in relationships. Because in relationships, there is nothing called independence. In relationship, we call it interdependence. Interdependence means I depend on you, and you depend on me. I need you, and you need me. But when I am saying independence here as a, a symptom or a sign of a prosperous soul, I mean, you don't rely on others for your emotions or your happiness or your joy. Sometimes in our relation with one another, if you are happy with me and if you are close to me, then I am super joyful. But if you start to make a distance with me or to get closer to another one, not me, I I lose my joy and I'll be unhappy. I'll be jealous of the other person. This in itself a sign that you are not emotionally independent. You are dependent emotionally on the other person. So, a person who has a prosperous soul, his emotions expand and grow to include everyone, even his enemies. Love your enemy. So, his emotions expand and grow to include everyone. Also, his emotions are stable. Sometimes when you deal with somebody, today he is so nice with you, so kind. And tomorrow, for no reason, he's unhappy. He's grumbling and complaining. What happened? Yesterday you were very nice with with each other. What happened today? Don't know. So, this actually upside uh, ups and downs reflect a person who is not emotionally independent. People who are emotionally independent, they are stable. They are stable. Also, you are not enslaved to any person or to any uh, object. Yeah, this emotional dependence doesn't only with people, but emotional dependence can be with objects. If I get this car, I'll be extremely happy. If not, I am upset. I'm angry. So your joy, your emotions, is enslaved to have this car, to have this object. You cannot say, I have a prosperous soul here. Because a prosperous soul, the emotions are independent. Also, the emotions are pure and holy, especially in dealing with the other gender. Yes, my emotions expand and grow to include all, all, but with the other gender, I love them, I respect them, but in a pure way, in a pure way. I cannot look at my sister or my brother in a lustful way. I am... Christian, I'm a son or a daughter of God and I have to guard my senses uh, and to have this pure and genuine love another independence that's important and a sign of a prosperous soul is the knowledge, independence in knowledge. For example, you are not following a certain school, but you have discernment and enlightenment to see what's right and what's wrong. The only one, or the only school to which actually I should be dependent 100% is the school of our Lord Jesus Christ and His Word, the Scripture. But in our time, people are like, we are the children, spiritual children of so and so. That's good. Because we spoke about the importance of discipleship. But they do it in a blind way. For example, if their leader is upset when, with another leader, then all these children become upset with the other leader. So now you are in a slave, you are not a disciple. Because if this other leader didn't do anything wrong for you why well, you hate him just you hate him because your leader here hates him and if this leader has wrong theology you will defend this wrong theology even if this wrong theology is against clearly the church of the scripture and early church fathers But you are blind. You are enslaved to this uh, school. And sometimes these ungodly leaders they brainwash their disciples to make them disciples to themselves not disciples to Christ. And instead of giving you examples yani, about people whom you know but let me give you example like about the terrorists how the terrorists are able to convince somebody to go and explode himself because they brainwash them and when you talk to them and explain them the truth. They are totally blind. So big difference between becoming a disciple of a spiritual father or becoming a blind uh, slave of a certain leader. Critical thinking, and enlightenment are very, very important. Critical thinking, enlightenment, and this discipline—sorry, uh, discernment—very important to be able to discern, to know what's right and what's wrong. And critical thinking—you need to criticize and analyze whatever you were told and to be enlightened by the light of the Holy Spirit. This actually very important for a prosperous soul. Another point, a sign of the prosperous soul is adaptation to the culture. Adaptation to the culture. Some people, they struggle when they move from one culture to another culture. This struggle is not normal. All of us went through it. But when you are stuck in this stage for years, then your soul is not healthy. But you need to adapt to the culture. And know your role. God created us to be in authority of the culture around us and in the nature around us. A prosperous soul and a, a person with a prosperous soul, he cares for the plant, plants, He cares for the animals. He cares for the nature around him. He loves the culture. He loves the nature around him. And he works on improving the nature and the culture as a steward. God asked Adam to work in the land and to tell it. give him authority to be responsible you are dealing harshly with plants or with animals you don't have a prosperous soul i know people sometimes they overdo it with animals or with plants i'm not speaking about overdoing it basically because i spoke one of the signs of prosperous soul to have balanced so balance is very important but the other extreme, when you hate the nature around you, or you don't love the nature, or you deal harshly with plants and animals and nature around you, this is a sign that you, your soul is not prosperous. So these are some points. How, uh, or what are the signs of prosperous soul? always joyful, have balanced life, know himself, accept himself, improve himself, accept others, have reasonable uh, goals, uh, emotional independence, independence in knowledge, and also good adaptation with the culture and with the nature around us uh, when actually we have a prosperous soul we will be happy with ourselves and we will be happy with others if you are happy with yourself not happy with others then there is something wrong here maybe because sometimes or many often actually we judge others based on their behavior but we judge ourselves based on our intentions for example if somebody conducted himself in a wrong way, I judge him as bad. Even if he tells me this was not his intention, but I judge him based on his behavior. When it comes to myself, even if I have bad behavior, but I say, but this is not my intention. This double measure and judging can make you happy with yourself, but not happy with others. That's why, again, don't judge others based on their behavior while you are judging yourself based on your intentions. Also, There are three important principles. If you understand them well, you will have successful relationship with others. First principle, I cannot change the other. I cannot and I should not. I cannot change the other and I should not change the other. Number two, second principle, I can change myself. You can change yourself. Number three, when I change myself, the other will be changed. So how to change the others? By changing yourself, not by forcing other to change. The last point I, I like to mention here about prosperous soul is the positivity in your life to have positive approach. In uh, Book of Numbers chapter twenty three. Verse 21 It says He has not observed Iniquity in Jacob Nor has he seen Wickedness in Israel The Lord his God Is with him And the shout of a king Is among them I'm sure all of you Know very well How Israel was stubborn and how Israel gave God hard time rebelled against him several times worshipped idols after they believed in Christ several times but here God with positive perspective it says he has not observed iniquity in Jacob nor has he Seen wickedness in Israel, a beautiful perspective, positive perspective. In uh, in counseling, in couple counseling. When I ask one spouse to say what's wrong about the other, he gave me very detailed and accurate list based on his perception. And if I ask it, him what are your weaknesses or what did you do wrong most of them they struggle to give one or two reasons and if i say what do you see point of strength in the others also they struggle to mention one or two things this means what all what we are focusing on are the negatives in others our eyes are blind to the good and the beautiful. This is not the eye of a prosperous soul. But prosperous soul see everything good and beautiful. Like this verse, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. May the Lord help all of us to have prosperous soul and to, to be prosperous. In everything we do in our life, at the end, we should glorify God in everything we do. Glory be to him forever and ever. Amen.